Welcome. You are listening to Aftersight. This recording is intended solely for individuals who are blind or have low vision. Hi there. Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of the Clear Creek County News. My name is Spencer Wilson. We're going to get started uh, with a multiple of different articles, but this one, of course, from the Clear Creek Current and our friend Chris Cobral. Criminal trial for former sheriff's deputy and death of Christian Glass will stay in Clear Creek County. As many as 1,500 county residents will be receiving a summons in March, seeking potential juror candidates as the court hopes to find a suitable jury in the high-profile murder trial of accused Andrew Buin. Early speculation from prosecutors and Fifth Circuit Judge Catherine Sheritz uh, was that the defense counsel for Andrew Buin would ask for a change in venue to move the high-profile trial in the case of Christian Glass out of Clear Creek County, where many residents are all too familiar with the shooting death. Sheroots mentioned this possibility in an earlier court hearing for Buin and in, uh, instituted strict timelines for motions to be introduced to the court. However, the motion for change of venue was not introduced at the latest hearing in Sheroots courtroom February 5th by counsel for Buin's defense, Frontline Law. Buin's attorney, Carrie uh, Slinkard, chose to keep the case in Clear Creek County Court, according to court documents. Schrutz said that 1,500 summons will start going out to county residents March 1st in an effort to find 12 impartial people to sit as jurors. Additional jurors will be selected as alternatives as well. Schrutz said that she anticipates the jury selection process to take at least a week. Glass died at the night of June 10th through the 11th on 2022 when he was stranded in his car near Silverplume. He had called 911 for help, saying he was trapped, and when officers arrived, they asked Glass to leave the car. He refused in what turned into a long standoff that ended with when officers broke Glass's car window and used a taser on him. Buin shot Glass five times, killing him, according to the indictment. The Glass family received $19 million in a settlement in the wake of the outcry over their son's death. Since then, officials in Clear Creek County have promised change, including the reforms at the sheriff's office by an interim sheriff, Matthew Harris. Through his attorney, Buin pled not guilty November 2nd, 2023, to charges of murder in the second degree, official misconduct, and reckless endangerment. The court has already set aside 15 days in early April for the trial, according to the court's schedule. Prosecutors file motion to introduce video evidence at trial of previous Buin action as a deputy. In court documents, uh, prosecutors and defense attorneys refer to a May 15th, 2019 incident involving Buin as the jail incident. Buin was working in the county jail at the time. A Clear Creek County Jail video shows Buin involved with federal inmate Manuel uh, Chamacho that day, according to the court documents filed by the Clear Creek County prosecutor, Stephen Potts. In the video, according to court documents, Buin was assisting another deputy with an uncooperative Camacho. During the altercation, Buin takes Camacho to the ground with force. Prosecutors said Buin, quote, slammed Chama uh, Camacho on the ground with no obvious reason for doing so. However, Buin's attorney said in, the, uh, in their own motion of response, the characterization of this jail uh, incident is patently false. A complete investigation of the incident was conducted and deemed the use of force in question was justified, Slinkard said in her response. Importantly, the defendant never received any sustained policy violations findings based on his conduct, nor, did he ever, nor was he ever disciplined for any actions related to the inmate or on May 15, 2019 incident as a whole. 
In court, Trude said she would ensure a written ruling on the motion to introduce the video evidence to the judge and jury in the coming weeks. Sorry, she is the judge. Former Clear Creek County Sergeant Kyle Gould pled guilty in November to two misdemeanor charges in the glass shooting death and was sentenced to two years unsupervised, unsupervised probation by Schrutz. Six other current and former law enforcement officers on scene the night Glass was killed still face misdemeanor charges of, quote, failure to intervene by a law enforcement officer. Separate court hearings are set for the six defendants throughout February. Uh, next up, we have how to take up hiking in Metro Denver without traveling far. Uh, this is by the Jeffco Transcript, Locations and Tips for Beginners and Seasoned Hikers. Uh, clearly, if you're listening for Clear Creek County content, you're going to have a little bit of that in here. This is by Ellis Arnold. In the back of your mind, you might recall fond memories of your parents taking you to the park or school programs bu uh, busing you to faraway nature scenes. And in the bustle of adulthood, getting outdoors may have become less of a priority in your daily schedule. But the benefits of viewing and spending time in nature go deeper than the proverbial getting some air. In fact, it can lower blood pressure and is linked with lowering levels of stress, depression, and anxiety, according to the National Park Service. One easy way to capture those benefits is hiking, uh, a word that conjures images of mountains and rugged dirt trails. And in Colorado, chances are you're, you've met somebody with a hiker persona. Lots of gear, often heading out on the weekends, and probably driving a Subaru. But hiking doesn't have to be so extreme. It doesn't even have to involve big hills. In its purest sense, it's just a long walk for pleasure or exercise. And if you live in any of the counties surrounding Denver, the good news is you're never far from a hiking spot. That includes places with breathtaking views in Douglas County. Most Douglas County staffers will tell you that the open space there that they like best is the last one they got to hike, said Dan Dirtz, director of Douglas County's open space. From Georgetown in the mountains to the plains of Elbert County, here's a look at hiking spots for beginners and seasoned veterans alike and some tips if you're new to the activity. Douglas County. If you're just starting out, one of the easiest hiking trails in Douglas County is Bluffs Regional Park, uh, Dirtz says. Just a few miles from Park Meadows Mall, Bluffs Regional Park offers sweeping view of the mountains and the Denver metro area. It's a short drive south of uh, Yos uh, Yosemite Street and Lincoln Avenue near Lone Tree. If you're seeking high elevation and more of a challenge, try Spruce Mountain Open Space Trail. That's off Spruce Mountain Road, south of No Road, west of Interstate I-25. There are no costs for parking or access at those hiking spots. Uh, a word of personal uh, advice, they are absolutely gorgeous if you haven't been to the bluffs. Jefferson County. For an easy and flat hike not far from downtown Denver, try Crown Hill Park off of 26th Avenue in the Wheat Ridge area. Its trailways offer lakeside views. One of the higher elevation spots in Jefferson County for a hike is Elk Meadow Park in the Evergreen area. There you can brave a 2,100-foot elevation game from the Stagecoach Boulevard trailhead to the 9,708-foot Bergen Peak, according to Jefferson County Open Space. All Jeffco Open Space parks are free to access and open to the public one hour before sunrise to one hour after sunset, according to the county. For, or for information on park closures, you can see the county's alerts and closures webpage. Clear Creek County. Asked about lesser-known spots for hiking in Clear Creek, Clear Creek County, John Butcher, a county staffer, said the Silver Creek Trail is probably the coolest but hard to get to. It is a wagon road built in the mid to late 1800s that is flat once you get there, said Butcher, the county's recreation facilities manager. For easiest access, park at Georgetown Lake and uh, take the part of Tom Benhoff Trail on the south side of the lake. 
then head uphill on Purdy or uh, Dunbarton Trails to get to Silver Creek Trail. Once there, head east for about four miles one way or eight miles out and back. In a mountain country, trails are better suited to experienced hikers. As far as easy trails, lacking too much elevation change, I would also suggest uh, Alvarado, Georgetown Lake, Meadow Loop, or Forest uh, Floyd Hill, or any of the Greenway Trails, Butcher said. The trails are accessible for free. Albert County. In the plains of Albert County, east of Douglas County and southwest of Aurora, wide open rural views are the norm. But for a trail maintained for the public, look at the Elizabeth area. One trail runs for 1.3 miles with running access at Running Creek Elementary School on the south and Evans Park on the north, said Eric Larson, an Albert County staffer. Flooding last summer washed out the trail at Colorado Highway 86. Repairs are slated for the summer intended to return the path to its full length and usability. Once in Evans Park, the town trails connect with a small trail that loops through a wooded section of the park. The most significant and perhaps only other publicly accessible trail in the county is located in Casey Jones Park at 4189 Highway 86 in the Elizabeth area, said Michael Barney, director of Elizabeth Park and Recreation District. That park is next to Evans Park. The trail is roughly 1.4 miles and passes through the northern wooded section of the 103-acre park. It's best reached by parking north of the baseball fields, and trail access is at the northwest corner of the parking area. All trails in Albert County mentioned above are open to pedestrians, bikes, and horses, and closed to motorized vehicles, according to the district. Free parking is available near all of the trail access points. Staying safe. For beginners, here are some tips for hiking from Jefferson County open space, especially for challenging routes. Pick up a physical map near a trail parking area or use a mapping app like Cortex. You can download offline maps to navigate trails for when you don't have cellular service. Bring a compass if you know how to use one. Dress in layers or have extra layers for warmth or rain protection. Use sunscreen, hats, and long sleeves for sun protection. Bring extra food and plenty of water for yourselves and your pets. Have a flashlight in case you get caught out after dark. Bring a first aid kit. Bring matches in case of an emergency. Generally, Jeffco Open Space does not allow fires or open flame in its parks, though. Have emergency shelter, such as a tent or tarp, and be on the, look be on the lookout for wildlife. Jeffco Open Space tracks human-wildlife interactions in parks and surrounding neighborhoods. We strive to balance the protection and preservation of wildlife and their habitat while promoting a safe and positive visitor experience, said Chris Barker, a county spokesperson. Visitors that provide information on wildlife interaction plays a critical role as stewards and partners in managing wildlife. All reports are anonymous, and you can report wildlife sightings, encounters, or incidents at jeffco.us uh, backslash 3620 backslash human dash wildlife dash interactions. Whew. Navigating snowy season. For hiking amid snow this winter and early spring, here are some tips for Jefferson and Clear Creek counties for staying safe in challenging environments. Bring traction devices for your shoes or boots, or trekking poles for snow-packed or icy trails. If heading to parks alone, let someone know where you're going and your anticipated return time just in case. Check online for park or trail closures in case snowy conditions begin to thaw and create muddy trails that are then closed. Know what layers to bring. Synthetic fiber or wool are best to, as they tend to provide some insulation even when wet. Avoid cotton. Bring a map. Remember, many trails in less populated uh, regions go outside of phone coverage areas. Have a full phone battery and keep it warm. Uh, bring a flashlight or headlamp with spare batteries. The snow off trails can be deep. If going off trail, bring gaiters and skis or snowshoes. Do not enter avalanche terrain unless you have uh, the needing training and equipment. 
know the limits of your fitness and clothing, Butcher said. Turn around if either of them are failing to keep you comfortable. Uh, we're going to jump over to the Denver Post. This is uh, one from Meg uh, Winger, Wingerter. Uh, Colorado's quiet killer. Alcohol ends more lives than overdoses, but there's been no intervention. Four-part series examines why state uh, isn't sounding the alarm after drinking deaths spiked during the pandemic. Colorado consistently has one of the worst rates of drinking-related death in the country, but alcohol hasn't uh, gotten nearly the attention devoted to other drugs. In this four-part series, the Denver Post investigated why so many Coloradans are dying from drinking and what the state could do in an effort to reduce the number of people lost. By the most conservative measures, alcohol kills nearly as many Coloradans as drug overdoses. When continuing uh, deaths from chronic conditions caused and worsened by alcohol, drinking's toll far exceeds those of illicit drugs. Death from drinking shot up since 2018, but during that time, Colorado didn't take steps designated to change the trajectory, like rising alcohol taxes. The only major change in liquor laws during the time expanded where liquor, or excuse me, where residents could buy alcohol. The months-long investigation included interviews with dozens of experts, families that lost loved ones, people in recovery from alcohol addiction, and groups trying to change the state's heavy drinking culture. Read our series on Colorado's silent killer below. Part 1. Colorado alcohol deaths surged 60% in four years, but there's been no public outcry or push to save lives. We are opening that up right now. Uh, when fentanyl deaths spiked, the state responded. When alcohol deaths did the same, Colorado was silent. Oh, goodness. Okay, these are very long. I'm going to just do the overview of all of the four. Next up, uh, part two. Colorado has some of the lowest alcohol taxes and highest drinking deaths. That's no coincidence, experts say. Experts say raising uh, state alcohol taxes would make more money available for programs aimed at preventing unhealthy drinking and to enforce the state's liquor laws. Currently, the department charged with regulating Colorado's alcohol outlets can't afford to fill all of its open positions. Part 3. Beer and wine became more widely available in Colorado, even as drinking deaths rose. Five years ago, a work group tested, uh, tasked with finding ways to reduce Colorado's rate of drinking-related deaths issued a simple recommendation, cut back on when and where people can buy alcohol. Since then, however, the state has only expanded access to alcohol. Part 4. Alcohol addiction treatment is available in Colorado, but people struggle to get the help that they need. Despite the availability of addiction programs, people who are concerned about their own drinking or loved ones don't always know where to turn. Treatment options may not meet patients' preferences, uh, aren't easily accessible in certain parts of the state, or don't necessarily accept all forms of insurance, including Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, each one of those is a multi-page report, but uh, the synapses are still pretty awesome. Uh, we're going to go over to the Denver Post uh, one more time. This is Mount Evans Hill Climb gets a new name, but the ride won't return in 2015, or excuse me, 2025. The 62-year-old endurance event leads cyclists up the side of the 14,265-foot Mount Blue Sky. This is by John Mayer. Since 1962, the Mount Evans Hill Climb, ranked as one of Colorado's highest and most iconic endurance events, leather-lunged cyclists pedaled 27 miles from Idaho Springs to a finish line atop one of Colorado's most majestic 14ers, climbing more than 6,700 feet. The 14,265-foot peak, which has been named for 1800, or 1860s-era territorial governor John Evans, was renamed just last year though, because of Evans' involvement in the Sand Creek Massacre of 1864. As a result, the event is now called the Blue Sky Hill Climb. 
On race day, the road to the summit, the highest paved road in North America and third highest peak in the Front Range, is closed to motorists. Registration for this year's installment, scheduled for July 20th, opens Wednesday at 8 a.m. But the ride organizers let cyclists know that the event won't return in 2015, or, excuse me, 2025 because of road construction projects, and they concede there are no guarantees it will return in 2026 as well. Jen Barber, executive director of Team Evergreen Cycling, vows club members will do, quote, everything in our power to bring it back. But putting on an event requires cooperation from the Colorado Department of Transportation, Denver Mountain Peaks, and the Arapaho and Roosevelt National Forests. It is so incredible to ride up there without any cars and be at such a high altitude, Barber said. It's unlike anything else. So we would not pull the event for any other reason other than someone telling us we couldn't do it. But it's a strain on CDOT, the Forest Service, and Denver Parks just to give us the opportunity to close the road for one day out of the year. In recent years, CDOT and the Forest Service have required reservations for motorists to drive the road, which typically is open from Memorial Day to Labor Day. You can never tell if a permitting agency is going to say, this is too much, we can't do this, Barber said. We closed the road in the middle of July when everybody wants to go up there. So with the closure of 2025, in the back of my head, I worry that our permitting agencies might say, we've got too many people who want to use this road, we can't close it for cyclists. That's not good news for people who like to do that. Uh, next up, we've got one for the Clear Creek Current. This is by Heston Mosher. Gold Diggers Routed by Sentinels and Girls Basketball Action. Golden View never lost the lead against Clear Creek. It was a tough showing on Wednesday afternoon at Golden View Classical Academy High School for Clear Creek High School Girls Basketball. The Gold Diggers were defeated by the Sentinels 40-21. to while his team conducted warm-ups, head coach Doug Mayer, in his first year with the Gold Diggers, said that he is looking to, quote, rebuild a program and increase participation. At the start of the year, the Gold Diggers had only five kids playing, and now they are playing with 11 on the roster. He went on to say that he wants to see his team, quote, improve their skills, compete, and try to have fun with the game. The Gold Diggers fell to 1-14 on the season. On the other side of the court, Golden View coach Erica Matthew is proud of her team. We have got some fight, winning in overtime and close games, Matthew said. Uh, as she looks forward to, uh, as she looks forward, her goal is to improve her team's quote physicality and full court intensity. The Sentinels increased their overall season record to six and nine. The first quarter was a dominating display from the Sentinels bench. Goldview was the first to score, and throughout the match, they were able to hold that lead. Zoe Jones couldn't be stopped under the basket, and she would storm along the baseline for a layup. The score at the end of the first was 14-3. to In the second quarter, the Sentinels continued much of the same on offense and defense, growing their lead and stalling the Gold Diggers' offense the whole quarter. Early in the quarter, the Gold Diggers lost Indy Crawford, one of their star players, to an injury. At halftime, the score was 24-3, to with the Sentinels in the lead. Crawford, a senior, leads her team with points per game and field goal percentage. Going through plays and a focus on shooting, she said, has helped her to achieve her status as the leader of the Gold Diggers lineup, as well as helping the team overall. Going into the third quarter, the Gold Diggers had to find a way forward and fight through the loss of one of their starters. As the quarter got underway, Clear Creek bounced back and gave the Sentinels some real competition. Breaking a scoreless streak from the second quarter, Gold Digger Elizabeth Rooney found the basket with a smooth jump shot just outside of the key, renewing a fighting spirit in her team both on offense and defense. Clear Creek stymied uh, Gold View's uh, prowess and scored 11 points over Gold, uh, Golden View's four points, ending the quarter with a score of 28-14. to 14. 
However, as the fourth quarter came to a close, Golden View saw their score increase to 40 points, with Clear Creek trailing at 21. Gianna Alcola, a sophomore at Golden View and her team leader with the highest points per game, showed admiration for her team's effort throughout the season. We all work together and have good chemistry, Alcola said. Clear Creek will be uh, at home Thursday, February 8th, taking on the Union Colony Prep Timberwolves. Sounds like that game's already done. And Golden View travels to Colorado Springs on February uh, Friday, February 9th, to match up against Thomas McLaren's Highlanders. Also, a game that is done. Uh, next up, we've got one from the Douglas County News Press. This is by Ellis Arnold. How Colorado homeowners can delay property tax payments. Tax relief programs aim to grant people more time to pay. If you're staring at your property tax bill and having a meltdown, a Colorado program might offer you relief. The state's property tax deferral program allows homeowners to push their property tax payment down the road, potentially for years, depending on eligibility. Anytime we can keep folks in their homes and help them find tax relief at the same time is a win for Coloradans, Colorado State Treasurer Dave Young said in a prepared statement. Homeowners can def uh, delay or defer tax payments for as long as they own their home. The program changes, or charges interest or a slow yearly increase in the amount of taxes you owe. Here's how the program works. Who is eligible? Colorado's deferral program has traditionally helped seniors and active military personnel, but it was expanded last year to provide relief to homeowners affected by increased property taxes for the year, uh, tax years including and between 2020 to 2023. 2023 property taxes are what you're billed for this year. The application period closes on April 1st. Homeowners who aren't seniors or active military can apply under different criteria. They're eligible if their property taxes increased above what the program calls a, quote, growth cap. The tax growth cap is met when the current year's property tax amount has increased 4% or more compared to the average of the two preceding tax year's amounts. Given the headline grabbing spikes in property values as calculated for tax purposes last year in the front range in other parts of the state, many homeowners will likely qualify for the program because of how much their home's property tax has increased. Ins and outs. The program does not exempt uh, homeowners from paying taxes, but rather serves as a loan that a homeowner pays later. Senior and active military can defer for as long as they own their home and can reapply for deferral each year. Other applier, uh, others applying under the tax growth-based eligibility can defer as long as they own their home and reapply each year, as long as the amount being deferred never exceeds $10,000. For example, if you applied last year and were granted a $6,000 deferral and then apply again this year, only $4,000 more could be deferred. Under the program, homeowners don't have to pay any portion of the deferred tax amount, including interest, so long as they continue to reapply, according to the Colorado Department of the Treasury. As long as the homeowner reapplies each year, they don't have to pay until they don't apply, said Snita, uh, or, sorry, Sheena Cotty, spokesperson, spokesperson for the department. The current deferral interest rate is 4.125%. That means after a year, the deferred tax amount will have grown by that percentage. Other criteria. Other eligibility uh, criteria include the property claiming the deferral must be owner-occupied, meaning the taxpayer must, by themselves or with another person, reside at the property. All property taxes for years before 2024 must be paid. For the growth cap-based deferrals, the property must not be income-producing, meaning the property is not used for financial gain. To apply, homeowners can learn more at colorado.propertytaxdeferral.com or by calling 833 634 2513 toll free or emailing co uh tre let's just spell it out c o t r e a s p r o p t a x 
at state.co.us. People in some areas may need to wait for their county to upload data before they are able to apply, Cotty said on February 8th. Looking for tax exemptions? For information on property tax exemptions for qualifying disabled veterans and Gold Star spouses or for senior citizens, you need to email DOLA, D-O-L-A, underscore, D-P-T, underscore, front desk at state.co.us, or you can call 303-864-7777 or 303-864-7758. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's edition of the Clear Creek County News. I hope you're having a good one. It is beautifully snowing outside uh and i hope that you're having a nice day wherever you are Uh, oh and this was spencer wilson sorry (laughs) if you enjoyed this program please register for our free services at www.aftersight.org or by calling 303-786-7777